Defender discussions as we hit the midpoint of February as uh, we take a look at what has happened in Dort Athletics over the last week or so. And we take a look at what's coming up this weekend in the middle of February. Firmly into, uh, we are we are squarely in the middle of crossover season. Winter action still happening. Championships starting to be decided. And spring sports getting underway and into their swing. And I, we're going to chop it all up. And I'm joined today by... Josh Tatton. And... Matt Boss. And uh, the most important thing is, Matt, what did you do for Valentine's Day? The, ro- <laughs> the hopeless romance. Romantic that you are on February fourteen. <laughs> what what did you do? Well, to celebrate, I actually had breakfast with my wife with Terry, and then we yeah. talked about it. And I said, "So, what do you want?" <laughs> and she looked at me and she a lot, said, "A lot of planning there, right?" She said, "Let's just go out to eat some point. So okay, some point at, at some point. Spoken like a, a woman who has been around small college athletics <laughs> yes. for a long time. Chances are that's probably how it went for you too. Is how, how I dare bet. Pretty similar. We we did squeeze in a celebratory meal for her birthday earlier this week. And okay. I walk in the restaurant and we. I, I do my scan and I saw some familiar faces and uh, I went and sat down and my daughter joined us and she said, isn't that the guy that works with you? <laughs> oh, <okay>. Wow. <laughs> and sure enough, there was Josh. He was enjoying the evening nice. as well. So uh, yeah. I, I, I kept my distance and didn't want to mix work working. A rare night off. So, <laughs> right. And I said to Josh afterwards, or the next day, I said, how was your meal? And he said, yeah, I, I saw Emma, and he, he didn't see me either. So, Josh, yeah, we, sorry. We, it we my, managed. It was my, like my best friend's wife's birthday, so yeah. we went out, and mm. I got to hold the ba- their baby for a little bit, so it was it Yeah, was I saw plus. that, because then Emma's like, Josh, have a baby? <laughs> and I said, well, it'd be news to me. Also to Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyhow, well, yeah, here we are, middle of February, and we are we are in it, and uh, we are have I think about seven topics of conversation for this morning, and so unless we're going to sit here all day, we probably should get into it. Women's basketball, we begin with entering play last night. The women had the Great Plains Athletic Conference Championship. Share sewed up and uh, coat and uh, Corey Westra earlier this week said, "Hey, I've got Wednesday night free. I can bring the trophy over." And I asked Coach Harmson. I said, "You want to get that out of the way?" He said, "Definitely. Let's get it done. Hmm. Get gets get the presentation out of the way." And it's like, well, what if we don't win on Wednesday night? Then it, it's like, well, it's still shared. But they took care of business last night. A uh, little celebration afterwards with the conference championship, uh, the regular season sewn up, and it, it feels a little odd three games from the end of the year to be talking about that, but that's just how this year has shaken out for this team. Check it off the list and a job well done. You know, Dort is taking care of business at every turn uh, in the conference and a nice win over a very good Jamestown team. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about the game, but uh, initial look and initial thought defensively. Dort just did a great job that entire game, held down Jamestown's leading score to just four points and just a great effort defensively. Cordes was lights out as well the last time we played, especially in the second half. She got going and she uh, she was able to uh, keep her team in the game. Last night, I believe Cordes and Tower a combined two for 20-ish, two something for eight, like two that. Two for 18. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't realize it at the time, but shooting percentage 
for Jamestown, they were sub 30, if I remember correctly, from the field and sub 10 from the three point line. Sub 20, 15.8. Okay. By the end of the game, at least. Sure. And they were pretty low by the end of the third quarter, though. W- I thought the defenders showed a little bit of a new wrinkles defensively, where it was very it was very concerted. If specific players put the ball on the floor, the double team was coming, and they were going to force you to make a decision and try to make it pretty quickly. Yeah, I saw. There's one that sticks out in particular, but there's definitely more throughout the game. It was off of off of a they're running their offense. Jamestown comes off a screen, and I think it was Liv and Gracie just yeah. close out on the double team, forced her back into the corner of the half court. Um, and it happened all throughout the game, but that that one just sticks in my mind as wow, yeah. what what well executed defensive play. Now, I said on the broadcast last night. Now, I have to be really careful because it sounds so critical. But basketball one hundred and one, when the pressure is on, sometimes the basketball one hundred and one goes out the window, and that is don't go to the corner. Don't pick the ball up right when you get across half court. And Jamestown fell into that on a couple different occasions last night. And pressure will do that to you. Absolutely. And uh, credit the uh, Coach Harms and his staff. You know, I like the new wrinkle, the the new things, because, boy, the season just drags on and on. And to keep you your to, to keep your athletes engaged and to, to do something new, get it on film, it's just another thing to prepare for. That's just awesome stuff. Yeah. And uh, last night, Macy Seavers, uh, what, 20 points? Yep. A quiet 20. Yeah. Like, it didn't seem like it. At, she only had seven at half. Well, I, I thought, I mean, it, it's a 20, 25-point game. Jamestown concedes. They send the reserves in. I don't remember there being that, that damn breaking, if you will, where it's – 90 seconds and eight points go up on the board last night. I, I It didn't feel like a 20 to 25-point game from watching it. If you if you weren't paying attention to the score, it felt closer than that to me. At I least. would agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it was by no means was it a polished game by the defenders offensively. No. Um, well, three players in double digits with Macy Sievers, 20, Carly Gus, 713, and Janie's going up with 12, but... Outside of that, oh, I guess Gracie had a nine. But yeah. outside of that, there wasn't a ton of production from the rest of the team. No, and that's – I think we're going to see scores continue to drop. Um, you're going to see more zone defenses, and um, that is where the outside shooting is going to come into play for this team. And uh, they have some significant challenges ahead yet, even though the conference championship is wrapped up. Uh, you host Concordia, very good team on Saturday. Go to Dakota Wesleyan, very dangerous team. Ask Concordia. And then wrap up with your rival Northwestern, who, for whatever reason, over the last few years, Northwestern has always played this Dort team pretty tough. Yeah, it's not going to be easy, and it's a good way to prepare us for the postseason. And then guess what? We probably get to see two or three of those two. teams oh, again yeah. <laughs> in the span of a week. So it... It really becomes a, a battle of attrition, and uh, we will we will uh, continue to cover it as we go through. And uh, 
I don't know what else to add to that other than uh, got a win on Saturday over College of St. Mary. A lot of people played, spread the minutes out, and the transition of, okay, what do we do without Hayden Hymanson in the rotation? Those adjustments and experiments continue to take place, and I respect the privacy of Hayden Hymanson. I'm not going to get into the specific of the injury, but she will miss the conclusion of this year and there will likely be a surgery involved to repair some damage to the knee, and then from there it's going to be a recovery. So uh, that is Hayden's status. She will not play for the rest of this basketball season, and now the team has to uh, somehow move forward without her. Um, did we say let's track and field? GPAC championships. Let's go track. That begins on Friday with the multis. There are no relays on Friday, correct? Just the multis. That's just the outdoor that gets that in? Correct. Okay. And then Saturday, field events get started, what, 11 o'clock? Something like that? Field and running events, both at noon. Noon, okay. What... When do they plan to conclude? Around nine o'clock, eight thirty, somewhere there. Eight thirty is the uh, eight ten is the final race on the men's side, the four by four. So we should know things at around eight thirty in terms of the overall team title. What do I have? I'm going to put you on the spot. We sure. didn't talk about this. Sure. What do we expect? I mean, okay, on the men's side. Sure. Field events. Those score results, a lot of those are going to come in relatively early. Correct. We anticipate probably our team, the Dort team will not be in the mix after the field events. Correct. And then it's a matter of when, when, where, where are the points possible for this Dort team? If they're, because they're going to, if, if they want to be in the mix for the championship, they've got to make those points up at some point. Yep. Where do we begin to look and say, okay, we can, we can get some points? You know, we got a couple of guys in the field events, first of all, like a Micah Scott who could score both in the long jump and triple jump. Derek Heinen, a freshman in the shot put. So there are points there. But in terms of the running events, early on um, at 2 p.m. is the 5,000-meter run. We're going to score well in that. And then you get to the 4 by 8 relay, we'll score well in that. Then a couple of the sprints, and we got a few. Uh, Logan Franken, that could make an impact there. And then starting at 4.15 with the mile, then you got a series of events, the mile, the 400, the 6, and then the 8, the 1,000, and the 3,000, where that is where Dort needs to score. And do those run in sequence? You begin yes. with the short race, and it runs through the line. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then in the middle, there is the 60 meter hurdle and 60 meter dash final. And hopefully we can get Logan through to the final there. But, you know, in terms of the overall team title, it's the usual suspects. We're going to battle Doan. We're going to battle Concordia, a little bit of uh, Midland as well, because they do so well in the field events. So we'll just wait and see. 19 events total are scored. And I added it up. We have 51 entries in on the men's side. Okay. So that is the men's side and uh, a realistic shot at a championship. I mean, they're going to be in the mix, and yep. you just never know on that given day if yep. somebody gets sick or whatever. But um, women, what? How? not as many entries, I'm going Correct. to guess. I don't know if a championship is in the mix this year for this group, but... 
you look at it and you say, okay, can you be a factor and can you take points away from other people and can you finish, uh, I don't know, is top three, top four a realistic goal for this group? Yeah, I think top three, top four is what the goal is. Concordia is just so balanced and so deep. And on the women's side, they just kind of run away with it. So you're battling Hastings, you're battling Doan, Midland for those two, three, four spots. And again, like the men, the women are going to start really doing well once the middle distance and the distance races and that'll be you know around 4 p.m on saturday that's when we got to really start paying attention i don't want to overstate it but being without emily heinen for the indoor season that really Mm -hmm. changed the complexion of the season from a team scoring standpoint yeah because she's so versatile she's like she she can do the two the four the six the eight and both relays i mean she is part a big key part of that and without her it's just not going to be the same is there a hope that she's able to get back for the outdoor or i mean is it a wait and see i mean the outdoor is still six weeks away from the start of that season but the training piece of it yeah i you hope that there's enough of a base there i guess that she can bounce back yeah i think so and it i i ask her uh, about once or twice a week and it depends on the day when I ask her how she's feeling. Sometimes she feels better, some days not so much. So we'll just have to wait and see. The time off should help and Emily, she's tough and that base is there and she'll be fine if she can get healthy. Uh, Craig Becker, um, Athlete of the Week uh, for his performance. He was at SDSU, correct? Yes. And, and what what event was it that he ran? She, he did two. Uh, on Friday night, he anchored that DMR okay. that has the number uh, three time in the nation, number two time at Dort. So they hit the A standard there. And then he came back on Saturday and he ran the 1,000 and he set the school record and has the top time in the nation in the 1,000. So And that really finished off a phenomenal afternoon for the Dort men up at SDSU. Coach Wolf said the SDSU's coach was just kind of in awe of what Dort did up there on on Saturday afternoon. Lots of records set on the men's side, lots of PRs run, almost everything that Dort did was a season best or a PR on that Saturday afternoon. Just an incredible time. It'll be fun to see this weekend what happens with the GPAC championships, both for women and men in track and field so and then uh, a week off and then nationals back at sdsu that final weekend in february first weekend in march you betcha and you know the best part about that we're moving outdoor after that it's yeah hopefully be warmer Uh, i hope so we'll see um hockey concluded things last weekend and a little bit earlier than they would have liked and Coach Tyler Morgan, before the tournament, said uh, that first game, it's going to be a real challenge and a real good matchup, and what do you know it was? Yeah, overtime. They lost that one, Arkansas 3-2. They battled back, I think, four minutes. They never led, yeah. Yeah, they never led. Four minutes left in, I think, the game, or 3-29. It was Noah Wilms scored the tying goal. Okay. So, I mean, talk about coming down to the wire. Yeah. Got down. Um. Yeah, it was going to be a tough game. Everyone knew that. Number 10, Arkansas coming in. Uh, unfortunately, just couldn't get it done in overtime. Arkansas would go on to lose in the next round to Missouri, but Missouri would go on to win. I've got to think that thing. I've got to think Arkansas didn't like that draw either because, yeah, you start stacking games up back-to-back, and I think Missouri actually had a blowout in their first contest. And uh, so you're able to, I mean, just the mental part of it, 
the fatigue that takes place, uh, they're able to stay away from that. And then, yeah, they beat uh, Kansas in what could have been a football score, almost 12 to 7 in the finals. Um, I have not seen the ACHA bids or anything like that. If uh, I'm guessing Arkansas made it in as well, and that uh, that will be next weekend in St. Louis. But for the uh, or pardon me, two weeks from now, will be in St. Louis. And uh, for the defenders, season is over. Now we await uh, postseason accolades and things like that. I know they're going to tabulate that and hopefully have that by the weekend. Great season for the defenders. Um, won how many in a row at one point? 16, five, overall record of 19-4-0. Yeah. So solid year. Do you know what lays out a program best, close to? I would say it probably is a program best. I would have to dig through some archives. Yeah. Uh, they made the year they made it. Uh, they played the finals in Rochester, Minnesota. They were really good then, and I think we talked about it. They had a player named Nate Woodstra. Um, I'm going through. Jake Esselink was on that team. Uh, Guy who was a golfer, Jared Rempel, oh, uh, yeah. he was he was on that hockey team. And Similar they, sports, yeah. They golf and hockey. He was a really good golfer too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and um, so it that team may have been similar for a record. Okay, but uh, I thought that team probably played a beefier regular season schedule than this year's oh, team. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely. And that was that was prior to the matcha right. formation, and I. Quite honestly, I just don't know how good our division of the matcha is. And I think that plays a factor in. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see what Tyler does with the schedule moving forward next year. Now that you're here, okay, do you need to do some things differently right. scheduling-wise to get to the next point? That's a discussion for a whole different time, and I'm sure he is mulling that over and uh, – Probably doesn't want to think too much in depth about it for another couple of weeks, but then the scheduling will take place for next year. So that's hockey concluding their regular season. Circle back to the men's basketball team. Got to find a way to win these close games. Three in a row decided by five or less. Uh, lost to Concordia last Monday by four, if I remember correctly. Lost to Morningside by Five. Oh, Morningside was four. four. Okay, Sorry. I've got yeah. those reversed. Yep. And then lost last night by four as well. Fighting from behind last night with Jamestown the entire way. Never led. Uh, tied it on a few different occasions, I think three times. Had a shot to take the lead at least twice. And too deep a hole to dig out of. Got down 16. You got to yeah. use a lot of energy. And it, it sounds so simple to say, but you get that comeback. It's not good enough to come back and tie. You got to fully take, you need a two possession lead, I always believe, after a comeback like that. And then maybe you break the will of the opponent. Uh, never able to break the will of Jamestown last night. Yeah. I mean, Finners came out with about baddest of starters you could probably imagine. Yeah, it was rough. They were down 20 to six. Six minutes into the game, seven minutes into the game, and then I seem to remember thirty-two eleven on the scoreboard as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I do too. So it's yeah. like you're in a hole early. Yep. Like Van Haften used three timeouts yep. in the Burn first half. I asked him that in the post game show too. I said, "What are you trying to do?" He said, "Well, you can't give up on the game." True. And so 
and and he he did you know, the right things. Like you're, they you're were trying in to, it. You're trying to slow momentum. You're trying to do something, and they got it back to single digits right before half, and ended up settling for an eleven point difference at halftime. So you thought, oh, okay, well, it's within reach. Yeah. And then Jamestown scores, uh, gets up sixteen again. Yeah. yeah, but then we went on a sixteen sixteen nothing run, and then tied it up yeah. like that. Like the Dewitt was yeah, it was going on fire, and then. Just couldn't hit the the one shot yeah. that you needed to take the lead, and I th- I think Connor Milliken played really yeah, well. Yeah, he's he has given us. Uh, sometimes you will see freshmen in the second semester really struggle because yeah. of the length of the year. Uh, he has he has not. And, it's probably uh, been the opposite. He's probably gotten better. I would say gone. so because about two or three weeks into the season, he was he was trying to figure it out, and uh, he seemed to have played through that, and he's he's put together a nice. Second half of the year and a nice freshman campaign. I I don't know. I'd have to look at the ballot, but I would think freshman of the year candidate at least. Yeah, so we'll see. And then Ben Fairclough played well yeah. as well. He had three for five on threes, 19 points, and two blocks. One of those blocks came in huge. Yep. That led to the game-tying three. Yep. So there's a lot to – a lot of positives to look at, definitely. Just a three-game losing streak right now and got to figure it out against a – this is a tough stretch, and we yeah. knew that coming in yeah. when we looked at the schedule. It's, you looked at the end of the year, and it's like, whew, this, this, is, uh, this is kind of a grinder. Um, host Concordia again on Saturday. They have uh, Tristan Smith back, so he did okay. not play the first time. Um, I think he scored 24. He was only 9 of 11 last night against Doan. Um, and then um, Wednesday night, go to the Corn Palace in Mitchell. They're a very capable team. And then wrap up at Northwestern. Northwestern, they're going to be licking their wounds a little bit right now. They, uh, I would guess they feel like one slipped away last night at Briar Cliff. Um, they're still in the hunt for the conference title, but they got to win games. Yeah, all three opponents that we have all have something to play for. Very too. much so. You know, Concordia is in line for the conference title. Northwestern an outside shot, and Dakota Wesleyan is looking for positioning, just like we are yeah. in the postseason tournament. And the crazy thing is, I don't know where you, any one of the top four, and I, I believe the top four are going to finish out as Concordia, Hastings, Northwestern, and Morningside. Any one, I mean, those four will occupy the top four spots. I'm not sure which one of those you want to go. I, I don't know that it's better to go to one than any other, just simply because they all present challenges, but they all, I, they are so even. Yes. And there is no, to me, there is no clear front runner out of those four. And the records would uh, would add to that. I mean, that th- we're all beating each other up. You know, we're all beating e- each other. And uh, four losses right now is uh, what leads it. And it could be five or six before it's all said and done. All four present challenges, different challenges. They all play a different style. Very much so. And in terms of favorable schedules to close out. I had thought Concordia and Hastings maybe the most favorable. And then you look at it and it's like, okay, Concordia's got to play Dort on the road. That's I'm sure they're sitting there saying, this is not favorable. We just played these guys. like, (laughs) And then they play Hastings on Wednesday and then next week. So that one's looming. And I think Morningside's got a Briar Cliff yep. on their schedule yet. And Northwestern. Yep. And Northwestern has Morningside and 
Dort at the end of the year. So there is probably no clear favorable schedule to close out. And I said last night, if anybody goes 3-0, and they're going to win the title. Yep. I mean, out of that grouping, the way it looks to me, anybody goes 3-0, and they win the championship. 2-1, um, and one, you probably still have a great shot of winning it. And 1-2, and two, it's going to be pretty difficult. But uh, if anybody goes 3-0 and over the next three out of that grouping, they go 3-0, and hey, you earned it. Kudos you got, to you. Yep, you got the championship. Uh, you win a 20-game conference schedule. Uh, you have proven it over time. Um, we've done that. We've done that. Baseball split their two games. La- or, pardon me, their four games last Friday and Saturday. Beat Saint, uh, Lost to St. Mary of Kansas. Beat William Penn. Those are a couple of good wins for the baseball team, getting, yep. uh, getting wins over William Penn, a team I believe that won 40 games last year. Yes, they did. So um, Drew Oreskes has really played well offensively. He has produced in some big moments for this team. I believe Jason Carrig is up over 400 for his batting average, and now we're eight games in. You start to see a little more of a sample size. Um, Offensively, when they produce the critical hit, that's that's when they're having success, and how cliche is that for baseball? The uh, the guys you mentioned, Jason Carrig, four seventeen average. He's at the top of the lineup, and then uh, Logan DeVries, Nolan Christensen, good to get him back in the yep. lineup. And then, as you said, Drew Oreskes. Those are the four top hitters. Phoenix West, a newcomer yeah. who's having a nice year as well. So pitching, I think did McClanahan. He pitched. Oh, I don't think he pitched this week, did he? Because he pitched, he pitched the first the opener against Avila, but McClanahan's got two starts. Okay, yeah, he he did get a start this weekend. Chaz Gothard picked up a nice win, yeah. a nice bounce back effort. That's oh, right. he pitched the first game against um, St. Mary. Yeah, and he I think he was productive. Yep, he um, went. Oh, that's hitting stats. He had three and a third, or th- yeah, three innings and a third. Three and a third, four strikeouts, four hits, yeah. one earned run. I uh, guess, yeah, not bad. Yeah, and uh, ends up not involved in the decision. They have a week off this weekend, and that probably comes at a good time because now they, as I said, a sample size, they've got the four games to look at, or pardon me, the eight games to look at now. Now they come back with Benedictine next week on the road in Atchison, Kansas, and then it's off to Florida, and... uh, that schedule has been revised a little bit because of a uh, team dropping out at Warner. So surprise, surprise. Right. We will get, uh, we'll get that schedule updated on the website. I just received that. But a good time for the baseball team to try and basically, okay, you worked out in the dome. Now we've seen people outside. Let's see what we can do before we head into Florida and then the conference season. And uh, we hit the ground running once they get back from Florida, and that'll be in about a month, a little bit longer than that. But that comes up rather quickly, and from there on out, uh, that conference season, every weekend you're playing four games, and it it's a challenge. Anyone want to go on record to see if we're going to open at home like as scheduled on March 15 against Jamestown? Oh, I, I think we might. I, I also, yeah. I mean, we got snow last night, but it'd be like, 
There's not much frost in the ground. Right. No. It's, we got snow. I mean, we got rain yesterday, which in all likelihood will draw some of the, whatever is remaining of the frost out. And so unless we get a real cold snap, which it doesn't look like oh. on the forecast, oh. uh, we might be playing baseball in mid-March here in northwest Iowa. That would be nice because the March or the, the schedule is March loaded in terms of home games yeah. for baseball. Oh, yeah, it is. So hopefully we can get some in. Monday night. Monday is in Wednesday. Thursday, Monday night. Yep. I was in Orange City. And Northwestern was out on their field practicing. Now they've got turf infield. I get that. But they're outside practicing on February 13. And it wasn't like they had the full winter gear on by right. any means. So we, we might be. We'll see. We will see. Softball at the Dome. Played some pretty good opponents this past weekend. And yeah. uh, on the short end of four decisions. Couple of four rank or two ranked opponents, both Mount Mercy and Grandview receiving votes. Both play in a very good league in the heart of America. Um, yeah, when when our bats were working, maybe the pitching wasn't as as good. And then uh, the final three games, we struggled offensively um, against pretty good pitching by Grandview. I know they got a veteran that was re- pitched really well for them. So yeah, and Grandview uh, they outscored us ten nothing in the two games combined, three zero in game one. So I mean. And that's not completely fair because sometimes it three nothing can feel like seven nothing if the opposing pitcher is really good. And in that one, uh, Dort limited to one hit, but Alexa Kapaska kept Dort in it the way it looks. She did. She pitched pretty well and defensively yeah. making some plays. Gave up three runs in the fifth right? inning. Yeah, yeah, because. What she did have a fielding error that did lead, I believe, yeah, to yeah. her a run. But it's a shame that she's on the like the losing end of these decisions because she's playing well. Like yeah. she's pitching pretty well in the most for the most part. Are we playing softball again this weekend? We are. <laughs> we are. We got a lot the, of softball. The, the, the right answer there is: Is it February? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, playing two more games on Friday, two more on Saturday, facing Valley City State. And York. York on Friday, four and six o'clock, and then on Saturday, a little bit of an odd schedule in that we draw the ten o'clock contest versus Peru State, and then we are uh, hosting Dakota State at two o'clock, and that is all part of the sixteen game extravaganza at the Dome. How you feel about softball right now, Josh? How you, how you doing? Um. You know, every like Friday, I was like, "All right, yeah, I like softball." And then like Saturday night, I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> that's enough." Kind of like ice cream. I like ice cream, but oh uh, yeah, it's uh, welcome. It, uh, <laughs> it definitely, it definitely could be worse. While you're getting a season worth of reps in terms of game scoring, true, true. every weekend. Yeah, I mean that's Definitely. that's what it amounts to is uh, lots of practice. Yeah, you get a lot of practice. You see a lot of different stuff, and uh, yeah. We uh, we keep pushing through, and Dort Media Network, uh, Rich Lodewijk and his crew doing a great job there, and I, I know it stretches them tremendously, and uh, we're just grateful that they are able to staff it as well as they 
are able to. And I did have a coach come up to us last weekend, and uh, he was very complimentary. And he said, hey, thanks. Thanks for doing what you do to promote our sport. And uh, so that that is that's gratifying to hear as well. That's not why we do it. But uh, the fact that a school from a distance noticed, took the time and said, hey, uh, thanks for what you're doing. Uh, that was very much appreciated on that morning. Cheer and dance, wrapping things up. They performed well at the duels at Concordia. I think they ended up with three out of four wins. Yes. And then they are hosting their invites this Saturday, beginning at 11 o'clock. And uh, that will be, uh, I believe, five teams in plus Dort on the cheer side, six teams plus Dort on the dance side. And what that does is that starts at 11. That'll run until about 2.30-ish. And then we'll clear the gym, get set up for basketball. Basketball will get rolling at about 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon with the women's contest against Concordia, followed by the men at 5.45, and that will be senior day. I think that's it. What did I miss? Oh, men's volleyball. Oh, yeah. Hosted a classic. Yeah. yeah. Picked up a nice win over St. Ambrose. There it is. St. Ambrose. Could have beaten Missouri Valley. Felt like they were right there. Correct. Uh, Lost two sets by two points each. Um, Nicodemus Elliott was really good. Yep. Um, Stats would show that. Yeah, yes. he he had a breakout match against Missouri Valley. Played well against St. Ambrose. Grandview is a whole different beast. That that they're a handful. They're not too far removed from winning the title. No, they they've got the pieces for a really good team again. Um, they're playing Viterbo on Friday night. That'll be a junior varsity match at 6, followed by varsity at 7.30. That'll be on Friday evening. Then they're off until, I believe, the following weekend when they host the Jamestown Jimmies in the start of the conference season. So the men's volleyball team, we talked about them earlier. It was going to be a work in progress. It is. Um, they're waiting on a couple players to come back from injury. I don't know how close those are, and uh, we will see. But I, I think if they get one or two pieces, that'll improve them as well. It's just a matter of got to get everybody healthy at this point. Yeah, and still trying to figure it out. You got a lot of newcomers in some new spots, some prominent spots, and Coach Hanson will get things figured out. Yeah. Well, safe travels to Yankton for you, Matt. You bet. It'll be fun. Bring your winter coat for the dome, Josh. Oh, man. I got my hand warmers, my rechargeable hand warmers ready veteran, to go. Veteran move right there. Young, veteran move. Young but wise, what yes, they say, right? Yes, So, And I'll just try to uh, assist where I can and keep things hopefully pointed in the right direction. So that's going to do it for today's Defender Discussions. For Matt Boss and Josh Tatton, I'm Mike Biker. Have a good weekend.